Hey friends, this is Josh Blair, and I'm the pastor of Central Valley Church, and this is our podcast. My prayer for the message you hear today, that it will inspire you and encourage you to walk closer with Jesus this week. If you want to stay connected with us, please check us out at CVC Madera, both on Facebook and Instagram, and you can check out our YouTube channel, Central Valley Church. Thanks for listening. Starting in verse 1 of chapter 2, it says, In those days the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration of Quirius, who was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, the city of David, which is, in, which is called Bethlehem, because he was in the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came, and she gave birth and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped in a swaddling cloth, and laid in a manger because there was no place for him in the end. So this sounds familiar to several of us. This is the Christmas story. Jesus, born of a virgin, came into the world. He's going to turn the world upside down. This is the story that we typically know and believe and love this Christmas season. But there's a part of this story that sometimes we don't focus on, and that's the story I want to talk about these two groups of people that encountered Jesus, one searching for him, one surprised by him, and this is what we're going to look at. In verse 8, it talks about shepherds. It says, in the, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And in verse 9, it says, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. What I love about this story of the shepherds, they're just doing their regular thing. They're keeping watch of their flocks by night. They're working. They're, they're, they're working the late shift. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, angels appear to them and say, guess what? The greatest gift the world has ever received has just shown up, and he's not far from you. Listen up, this is the, the greatest surprise that you'll ever receive. These people, these shepherds who are just living their regular lives, doing what they normally do, all of a sudden get the greatest news that they could ever receive, that Jesus, the Son of God, had been born. And then it says, the angels say to them, and this will be your sign, for you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger, and suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Talk about a, talk about a surprise. If you think about all the gifts that you've ever received that were a surprise that you enjoyed, this far exceeds any of those, right? This far exceeds a book that is actually a movie of your wedding. This far exceeds any... Uh, tool that you could receive that you didn't ask for, but you know you needed. This is the greatest surprise. And these shepherds uh, who were just living their daily lives, not expecting anything great to happen to them that night, received the greatest news they could ever receive. These shepherds weren't looking for the Messiah that we know of. They, the only qualifying factor that we see in these shepherds is that they were nearby. The only, the only thing that qualified them to receive this good news about Jesus was that they were in close proximity to his birth. They were, they were a close proximity of what God was doing in that moment. And that leads me to the first point that I want us to pick up today. That sometimes 
We are surprised by the gift of Jesus. Just because we happen to be in the right place at the right time. Maybe for some of us today, maybe you just come here, you came to church today, or maybe you're watching online, maybe someone invited you, or because you know it's Christmas and this is what you do once a year, you happen to show up, not expecting much. But can I tell you, Jesus has the wonderful uh, ability to surprise you when you least expect it. He has, the, he has the wonderful ability to show up even when you don't think you need him to. And, and whether you're a believer in Jesus today or not, Jesus is here to surprise you in a new and powerful way. Maybe you're just going through life. Maybe you're just going through the muck and mire of life. Maybe you're, you know, you're working the late shifts. You're, you're doing what's expected of you, and you're not expecting anything really in return. But God wants to show up to you in a powerful way and say, Behold, glory to God in the highest, because the Son of God has appeared now in this place. To let you know he loves you. He has a plan and purpose for you. Whether you were expecting him to show up or not, he's here. And the beautiful thing is you're in the right place at the right time to receive such a beautiful gift. Amen? Maybe you're watching at home, you're driving in your car, wherever you might be. God wants to show up and surprise you in a new way because he loves you. And all you got to do is be in the right place, be at the right time. And today is the right time. It's a beautiful thing. Maybe you feel like the shepherds today. You're just doing what you're supposed to do. You're just living your life. You've come to church or you're listening, watching online, or maybe you're listening to the podcast later when we post it this week, and, and you're, you're not expecting much, but God is here to meet your ordinary. What I love about the shepherds is, is their response to the surprise of Jesus. And I pray that all of us would have this same response, whether we've been following Jesus for 50 years or we don't have a relationship with him. In verse 15, it says this, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. I pray... That whether you've invi- you were invited here for the first time and, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus or you're here and you have a relationship but maybe there's something going on in your life and you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling, uh, you're feeling a little burdened by what's going on in life. I pray that as you hear this word that Jesus is here to surprise you in your ordinary and to make it extraordinary, I pray that you would respond this way and say, let's see if this is true. Let's see if this is the reality that I'm hearing coming from the pastor's mouth. Let's see if this Jesus is here and let's see if he is alive. Let's see if he is the Messiah. Let's see if we can trust him. We can put our hope in him today. What I love about the shepherds is, you know, I don't know if you know about shepherds, but usually they're kind of like beekeepers. When you work, you get stinky. When you work with bees and you sweat in the summer, you get, you get a little stinky. Am I right, Dad? Some more than others. Shepherds are the same way. You work with livestock, especially when you're out at night watching them. You're going to lay down with them. You get a little stinky, okay? You might, you might get a little something on your shoes, or you might be a little, you know, uh, muddy, whatever. But I, what I love about the shepherds is they didn't, they didn't say first, okay, look, guys, angels just spoke to us from heaven, but we can't go like this. We got muddy, we got mud, we got, like, we got lamb spit on us. 
Uh, we, you know, we got wool in places there shouldn't be wool. We need to go home first. Let's get cleaned up, and then we'll go approach Jesus. That's not what the scripture says, is it? No, the, the, the shepherds say, with haste. They ran to see if this is reality. They didn't, they didn't have this notion that I have to clean myself up first before I go to Jesus. Do you see the, you see the, the contrast here? You see the picture? I've heard so many people tell me uh, that I've had conversations with that either were in the church and have walked away from God or don't have a relationship with God and say, man, God couldn't live, love me the way I am. Or, or they'd say, I, I, know I, I know I probably need to give my life back to Jesus, or I need to come back to church, but there's some stuff i got to straighten out first, or there's some stuff i got to get out of my life first, or there's some things that, that, that need to work themselves out first before I can go back to Jesus. That's not Scripture. That's not Bible. Jesus is the one who transforms us, not us. We don't have to clean ourselves up first before we come to Jesus. We just come to Jesus, and we let him deal with our mess. And I pray that all of us, whether we have a relationship with Jesus or not, or, or uh, we have a relationship for years or we don't have a relationship at all, that we would still say, Jesus, there are messes in my life that I need to be worked out, but I can't work them out on my own. I'm going to come to you, Jesus, in my mess and trust that you're the one who can clean me up. Amen? I pray that all of us would this morning recognize the surprise gift of Jesus in our lives. That he would speak to us. And now I mentioned there are two types of people. Those who are surprised by gifts and those who go searching them out. And in the other portion of this story of Jesus' uh, sh- showing up on the scene during Christmas, we have this story of the wise men. Now, typically nativity scenes will have the shepherds there and then the wise men there. But we know uh, through scripture the wise men probably didn't show up till a little bit later on in Jesus' life. Maybe around two years old or, or so. But the wise men come looking for Jesus. Matthew's gospel tells us in chapter 2, starting in verse 1, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men, or you can even say wise women, amen, wise, there are wise women, let me try this again, there are wise women and wise men, I'm trying to be inclusive here, church, I need that, so we'll read it, wise men and women came from the east, to, amen, to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. See, sometimes we're surprised by the gift of Jesus, and sometimes in this walk we have to seek after the gift of Jesus. Sometimes Jesus just shows up on the scene. You, don't, you weren't expecting him, but God works out something on your behalf that you weren't even expecting that you needed. But sometimes there's things in this life that we're going to have to press into to seek after, to draw closer to Jesus. Because there's an enemy in this world, there's an enemy of your soul that wants to stop you, that doesn't want you to continue to progress forward in your relationship with God. So there's going to be times where we have to seek, we have to press in, we have to go a little deeper in pursuit of Jesus. It's not always going to be handed to us. It's not always going to be a surprise. Like, oh, wow, okay, more. Oh, wow. Sometimes there's going, to be, uh, there's going to be things in our lives that say, I have to press in. I have to press through the hard stuff. i got to go on a journey to pursue Jesus in deeper ways. And my prayer, some of us are going to be surprised. There's going to be surprising moments. Regardless if you're a follower of Jesus or you're not, God is wanting to surprise you with his presence. But there's also going to be times where his presence is he's going to see if you're going to draw after him or just the things that he gives you? Are you pursuing Jesus for Jesus or just for the benefit of Jesus? 
I get peace. That's what I want. Give me this. Are we going to be like little children who are demanding certain gifts under the tree rather than the child who, who brought us the gift of life, who was Jesus? And so this is, what, this is what we see in the wise men today. And maybe you're like a wise man or a wise woman. You've sought after Jesus. You're looking for something and you've, you've found him. You saw the signs in the sky. You saw the signs in your family, God working in people. And you thought, I want what they have. I want the relationship that they are, are talking about. I want to be able to know Jesus the way that these people seem to know Jesus. And you went looking and you're seeking. Or maybe you're saying, God, I, there has to be more of you. And I'm going to look deeper. I'm going to pursue after you. I'm going to get into the word. I'm going to gather in a community because I want to know Jesus more intimately and more deeply. The Bible would say, if that's you, you are wise. This outreach that we did recently at the apartment complex down the road, we were changing out air filters as a way of uh, practically demonstrating love for our neighbors because the air has been so bad. And we walked in some of these apartment complexes, some of these apartments, and the air, their, their air filters were just caked, nasty. We thought, man, this is such a good practical way. And as we were doing that, we also happened to say, hey, is there anything that we can pray for? What's going on in your life? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Do you know who Jesus is? And one woman that we encountered began to tell us how she's been searching for truth in all these other religions and has not found what she's looked for. She's looking through in Catholicism, raised in Catholicism, didn't really have an encounter with God. Looked in Mormonism, was invited there, didn't really have an encounter with God. Went to Jehovah Witnesses, uh, came to her. She never found this encounter, and we were able to tell her, the truth that you've been looking for is a personal relationship with Jesus. People are searching for truth. And we need to be people who say we know where the truth is. And we have found him. And his name is Jesus. So whether you've seen the signs of God working in your life or you've been searching for his truth or for a more intimate revelation of who God is, I believe our response has to be like the response of the wise men in the story. What was their purpose of pursuing Jesus? Do you remember? We're looking for him so that we can worship him. See, when we encounter Jesus, our response, the appropriate response, is to worship him. If we are followers of Jesus and yet we don't worship Jesus, then what are we searching for? What are we looking for? For the benefit of a good life? Or are we searching him so we can worship him? Our response is to worship Jesus if we're searching after him or desiring to go deeper in him. You want to go into a deeper, more intimate relationship with Jesus and, and pursue after the things that you know are there but you haven't received yet? Worship is the door that opens a deeper relationship with Jesus. And when you worship him and when you worship is attributing value or worth to Jesus, meaning you give him more of your time, more of your talent, more of your treasure, more of your energy, as a way of saying, you are worth these things in my life. As you do that, you grow in a deeper knowledge and intimacy with him. So if you're seeking today, or if you've, you have Jesus, but you want a deeper relationship with today, the initial and your continual response is worship. Secondly, the wise men came to God, not empty-handed, they came bearing gifts. And if you are pursuing Jesus or wanting deeper, intimate relationship with Christ, 
that there are gifts that God has given you, that Jesus is saying that there needs to be a uh, response to God through gifts. Those gifts uh, that we, when they found Jesus, they laid gifts at his feet and were called to also bring gifts to him. We're all called to bring our talents and our gifts that God has given us and give them back to God. And my challenge today for those who have a relationship with Jesus is what gifts have you been given that you can give back to Jesus today? It is, it is Jesus' birthday, by the way. Sometimes we, we celebrate the gift of Jesus by giving each other gifts. That's how typically we do. But have you ever stopped and thought, God, what am I giving you this Christmas? What can I give you, Jesus, this Christmas? Of, of, as a way of recognizing that I love you, that, that I, I, I cherish you, I'm grateful that you came into this world, I'm grateful that you're changing my life. What can I give you, Jesus? Can I give you more of my time as we, as we go into next year, into the reading plan? Can I devote myself to reading your word every day as a way of saying you are worth my time? Can I, can I find more ways to be generous looking at my life? I know it's been a hard year. I know financially it's been difficult, but there are still things that God um, can, still ways that God can use us to be generous with other people. And so can we say, God, what areas of my life can I be generous with others? Or what, what areas that, that I have been gifted with that I can, that I, that what talents have you given me that I can give back to you today? These are some of the things that we can look at as we go into this Christmas season. That as we're searching for Jesus or for a deeper relationship with him, that we can ask ourselves, where am I able to give back to the Lord? Sometimes these gifts are demonstrated through a gift of love, loving others, loving people that are different from us or have different opinions than us. Have the gift of hospitality, inviting people, feeding people, loving on people, serving people are all gifts that God has given us to give back to him. And we do that through demonstration of others. And as people who have wisdom of knowing Jesus, we're called to worship and to give. So no matter where you find yourself this Christmas season, whether you're a, su a surprised shepherd, you're here, you're watching online, you're not expecting very much today, I, I pray that God will, would surprise you with his presence, that God would surprise you with his love, that God would surprise you with his grace and with his mercy, with his goodness, that maybe you weren't expecting it today, but God has said, because you're in the right place at the right time, I want to tell you I love you. I want to tell you I'm for you. I want to tell you that, that there is life today, that there is hope today. If you're struggling, God says you came to the right place at the right time so that you can know that I am king and I love you and I have a plan for your life. So maybe you're here, you're going to be surprised today. Or maybe you're searching. You're searching for truth. You're searching for, for a deeper relationship. You're searching for, for the things that only Jesus can bring. As you're searching, I want to remind you to worship Jesus. And to look at ways that you can give to him the gifts that he has already given back to you. Ways that you can say, Jesus, I want a deeper relationship with you today. What do I need to do to go deeper in my relationship with you? The first thing is worship him. And then allow him to speak to your heart. Because God is here. And our response, whether we're surprised by him or we're seeking him, our response must be to run to Jesus today. He is the Son of God. He is the Savior of the world. He is our Prince of Peace. He is the hope for new life. He is the soon-coming King. 
He's the one that we need. He is our all in all. And my question for you today is what will you do with Jesus? Will you be like the shepherds who, even when they weren't expecting it, when they heard who Jesus was and that he had shown up, ran to find him? Or will you be so concerned with other things in this life that you miss out on the greatest surprise, the greatest gift you'll ever receive? Will you be like the wise men who came to worship Jesus and give him their best gifts, or will you hold back or turn away? We have a choice this Christmas. What will we do with Jesus? And I pray that you would draw closer to him today, that you would pursue after him in a new way, and that you would allow him to surprise you in ways you weren't expecting. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel to hear past episodes. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate it and share it with your friends and help us out a lot. If you're interested in supporting the ministry of Central Valley Church, go to cbcmadera.churchcenter.com.